and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. I want to actually preach a word tonight and it's out of Isaiah as well. I'll let her go in a minute, guys. Don't feel sorry for her. I've worked with her before. So <laughs> she's great. Um, I am going to continue with Isaiah and it's it, the passage I want to read from comes at a time in Isaiah's life where his sense of normal is challenged. Who's ever had their sense of normal a bit rocked, right? Thought life would be like this, now like this. Um, his foundations challenge and the environment that his, his faith is outworked is challenged. The status quo is challenged. And you know, the status quo is really comfortable. It's not always fun, it's not always exciting, but at least you can relax and go, I, you know, my good cozy old couch is pretty darn ugly, but it's comfy, right? That's a bit how life can be and status quo can be. And so I wanna read you a passage out of Isaiah and it's Isaiah 6, 1 to 8. And it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, some things have died for you. Maybe some friendships have died. Maybe just the focus of your life has died. Maybe there's been a death to expectation. Um, and it was serious enough in Isaiah's life. There's a lot of Isaiahs and Uzziahs tonight. It was serious enough in Isaiah's life to go, it was that year. It was serious enough that the death, it was that, maybe you've had a that year. The year that the business got a death blow, the year that the marriage fell apart, the year that things changed and it wasn't bad per se, but it really rocked me. It was really uncertain and destabilising. Maybe for you, it was like the year that that friendship kind of like was, you know, on its last legs. Maybe for you, it was a relationship issue. Um, Maybe for you, it was the year that I really had to let go of something and it really, really hurt. Or maybe it was 2020. That was the year that normal died and nothing was the same again. Um, But see, what happens in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes it takes something to die. Sometimes it takes something to be put to get bed and sometimes you need to have a funeral for it. Sometimes you need to go take some communion and go, God, it really hurt. It was a real death blow. But Lord, I want to see You in this. I actually wanna see Your purposes in this. I wanna see the Holy Spirit in this. And so I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne and the train of His robe filled the temple. Above Him was seraphim, each with six wings. You know, there's a greater reality going on right now over your circumstances. You think that pain that you're dealing with, it it screams loud. Pain is a megaphone, isn't it? Circumstances can be just so loud, but there is something else, a greater reality going on. You know, you can look at the news and going, go, it's turmoil in the UK or turmoil in the Ukraine, but look higher. Look at just a little bit higher and just see what's going on because there is something greater going on. Above Him was seraphim each with six wings. Two wings they covered their faces and with two they covered their feet and with two they were flying and they were calling to one another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord Almighty is above all this stuff. 
He's above all this stuff. We praise Him. We praise Him. He is greater than a bad day. He is greater than how I'm feeling. You know what, God, I recognise it's just an emotion. It's important to recognise it, but God, is just an emotion. You're higher, you're higher, you're higher, you're higher. Some parents need to hear that there's chaos breaking out in your home. He is higher. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's better, bigger than the situation. And at the sound of the voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. This is Isaiah. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips. I've told too many dirty jokes. I've told too many swear words. I've gotten involved in common things. And God, suddenly it doesn't look so common being around you. Suddenly the things of this earth just pale into insignificance in the light of You. Woe to me, I am a dead man walking in the light of You, Jesus. And I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King of Kings, uh, the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim, I love God, He's always got a solution, hasn't He? And He doesn't put it on you. He asks you to partner and respond, but God has a solution to this, woe is me. Like God, I'm ruined. I can't clean myself up. This struggle I'm having, this condemnatory feeling, God, this depression, this, this struggle with sin I'm having, God. He's got an answer and this is Old Covenant, but you get the echoes of the New Covenant in it. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, woohoo, <laughs> which he had taken from with, the, with tongs from the altar, which he touched my mouth, ouch, and said, see, this has touched your lips and your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. That's what God does for you tonight. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. You know, this is the Old Testament and it's talking about a sacrificial system and so forth. But Jesus Christ was the last sacrifice and His blood covers your sins. His blood touches your mouth, the things that you've said that you thought you shouldn't. His blood touches your heart, the things that you had in your heart against uh, different people that you shouldn't have had. Maybe things that you had against yourself. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We sin against ourselves, you know. His blood covers it. His blood covers every need, every sin in this place tonight. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, and don't you love this? It's so redemptive. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And because He was cleansed, healed, and He looked up, He said, Pick me, pick me. And that is the fruit of an encounter with God. That is the fruit of an encounter with God. Right there, He looked up. King Uzziah died. The status quo had changed and He looked up and He was healed, delivered, cleansed, cleaned up, the things that He couldn't do Himself. And maybe you're here tonight going, I can't fix it myself. I can't clean myself up. I can't deal with my anxiety. I can't seem to get a breakthrough in that area. And and God is saying to you, let me do it. And you will say to Him, and sometimes He cleanses us as we go, right? (laughs) You know, He can use us as He's dealing with us. Pick me, Holy Spirit. Pick me, Holy Spirit. You know, maybe you're in that season and you need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. You need an encounter with Him tonight. You need to be touched by Him tonight. You need to be cleaned up and you need to be called. Maybe you've sensed the call of God in a previous season. Maybe you knew what it was like to respond to the call of God, but you got 
funky at some point in there and you got all caught up in your head, some of you. I know I've been there before. Maybe you started to rationalise something that was actually a spiritual call. Maybe for you, you just got caught up in the things of this world and tonight you need to sense, God, you are resending me. It's a second sending tonight, God. I've been sent by you and I'm gonna be resent. It's a second sending tonight, God. I need to be cleaned up and resent. It's really interesting that in Isaiah's ministry, and Pam, I knew she'd get a workout. Is this okay? <laughs> Is this okay? Um, you know, with, with um, Isaiah, there's a phrase in his ministry that he keeps on saying, right? And when people have a signature statement, it's like, I wonder where that comes from because it's always got a foundation to it, right? I look at Pastor Andrew and go, he is a man of faith. Everything he does is filled with faith. I'm like, faith, 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 faith is his signature, right? And I look at Pastor Deb and she's so loving and so wise. And like, these are signature, they're things that God has, they've had an encounter with God over those things. You know, Pastor Andrew has had an encounter with God and he's got instilled faith in him. Well, Isaiah repeats this phrase, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes, Horizon Church. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Don't fixate. Don't lock on to the minutiae of details of the things of this world. Look up. Lift up your eyes. And my Suspicion is he was so marked by that encounter in heaven when he chose to lift up his eyes, when things were going uh, to pot, you know, when Uzziah had died and things were just like rubbish and it was so grievous to him. He's like, I am going to the temple because that's where he had the encounter and I am going to look up. I'm going to choose to encounter God. I'm going to look up. And when he chose to encounter God, when he chose, when he chose to look up, when he chose, he was marked forever. The coal the transformation, the call. Some of you need to look up. And it so marked Him that he, in, in so many of His prophecies, He begins with, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. When the kid is crying at 4am and you can't seem to get a breakthrough, lift up your eyes. When your marriage looks like it's going down the toilet, lift up your eyes. Lord, You've got something to say about this. When you're in daily manner mode and you're like, God, I don't know where the next dollar's coming from. Lift up your eyes. The Holy Spirit has something to say to you. You know, gaze is so, um, so, so profound. Your gaze really will guide your heart. Matthew 6, 22 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, so the way you are looking is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. It'll be full of light. You know, it's so interesting. One of the characteristics of somebody in bondage is they can't lift their eyes. I remember when I was teaching kids that were weighed down with trauma and depression, just come out of tough homes and stuff. And they would find it hard to look at me in the classroom. Their eyes would be downcast because their gaze was a dead giveaway. But you 
see the mark of freedom, the mark of somebody who's not in slavery, in bondage, the, the mark of somebody who, who is not, not downcast and under the circumstances, the mark of someone who's been freed is actually the ability to look up, to look you in the eye, to look up and above what's going on, to not to look down in shame, not to look downward, but to see what's really going on, to look at the bigger horizon, the ability because of freedom to look up and see what's going on around them. You know, when you lift up your eyes, things happen. I've got a couple of things and then I wanna pray for some people and I want us to actually do a prophetic action tonight. And in a moment, once I've finished, I'm gonna get you to actually stand. And if you really feel the challenge that the Holy Spirit's saying to you, tonight is the night where you lift your eyes. You mean to lift your eyes, lift up your eyes tonight. And you know, when you lift up your eyes, you are making room for the Holy Spirit to have an encounter with you. The first one is you see bigger. You know, it's not denial. God is not into denial. It was grief. Uzziah had died. That's not edited out of the text in case you didn't realise. If God was into denial about your pain, in the year King Uzziah died would not be in the text. God is saying it is okay to recognise the death of a season, the change in a relationship, the sadness when something good happens, but change is like maybe fraught with a little bit of grief. In the year King Uzziah died, it's not denial. But when you lift up your eyes, you can see on a much bigger plane. It comes into the lens, it comes into context, it comes into focus, not just of the one thing in isolation that you're dealing with, but the much bigger context of kingdom, the much bigger plan and purpose of God for your life, the much bigger plan and purpose of God for our church when you can lift up your eyes. You know, maybe tonight you are stuck in hurt and it's an enemy tactic to lock onto the wrong things, to get your gaze locked on, right? I have struggled with this. I've got to be honest. Like I put my hand up first. I'm, I'm very, my husband goes, your greatest strength and your greatest weakness is your focus. You lock on. I can unpack the dishwasher and he'll tell you it's dead straight true. I'll pick up a glass and then my, I'll be literally at the point of putting it in the cupboard, my gaze will shift and I'll get lock onto something, the next good idea, the next thing, and I'll drop the glass, not a word of a lie. Um, but you see, we can do this with our circumstances at times. We can do this with a situation at work, an offence. Why didn't they tell me? Why wasn't I included? What's going on here? We can lock on, fixated on doom, obsessed with smaller things. God wants your gaze though. God wants to break the lock on, right? And go, hey, 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 break the gaze on that. Lift up your eyes because Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and hidden things which you do not know. There's things I don't even know to ask God to see. How about you? I'm like, Sometimes I'm a bit of a know-all, like, God, I'll just ask you for this and that. And He's going, wow, small living there, you know, big dreams, sort of, you know. Let me show you, you wouldn't have, let me show you something you wouldn't have even thought to ask me. I just need you to lift up your eyes though. Lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes. There are things about your future you're not even in yet. 
that you're going to get very excited about that you don't even know to ask God for them. There are some single people here and you're believing for a partner and you've got your beautiful list and I, I'm all for that, by the way. Andrew is more, more than I ever asked for. But there's like some things that God is putting on your list in the person He is preparing for you that you haven't even thought to ask for. He knows you better than you know yourself. Did you know that? He knows you better than you know yourself. I never could have dreamed Andrew into existence. My ideas were pretty rubbish compared to what I ended up with, right? God knew what would work for our lives and our call and our destiny together. He knew. Wait on Him. Lift up your eyes because He wants to show you things you couldn't discover yourself. You'll see things you wouldn't have thought to look for. Creative ideas, I really believe there's people in business and um, industry and you're like, you know, you come to the altar call, experience God, but there's a dissonance between what happens on Sunday and then what happens on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and so forth. And the Holy Spirit says, I wanna break into your business. You're not letting me in. (laughs) Let me give you ideas. Let me give you a breakthrough solution. Let me give you wisdom for that staff member. Let me show you the next three steps that will help you. Lift up your eyes. Secondly, you find your healing. You know, the loss of Uzziah consumed Isaiah enough that it dated the text. But in His presence, you find your healing, your calling, fear dissipates, things fade into focus. I'm not going to go into it tonight, but my home life growing up was wonderful, but awful, all at the same time. Very, very challenging home life growing up, serious mental illness, issues of addiction in the family and ultimately family breakdown. And one of the first things that the Holy Spirit taught me as a young person getting very serious about the call of God was lift up your eyes. Don't look at that. I remember I'd have a hard time in the morning waking up to the chaos of it and then jump on the train and I was consumed by His presence by the time I got to Como from Janelli, right? Because I was in the Word, lifting up my eyes, dreaming dreams. You know, um, Raja Kipling, I knew poetry would come into this. He said, you talked about dreaming noble dreams of youth, but there's, there's one thing to dream noble dreams. There's a whole other thing to dream Holy Spirit inspired dreams. There are things in my heart that were put there when I was 16 and on a train on the way to Redfern, Sydney Uni, if that's why. (laughs) And you will find your healing, your purpose, because He found healing in the presence of God from that season of loss. He found purpose. He was cleaned up. And finally, you become freed for destiny. Because I just doubt, he, he literally in the space of six verses goes from in the year King Uzziah died. So there's a death and by verse six, it's send me. <laughs> no one in deep grief says that. I remember when my mum died, I didn't wanna do much of much, really. Like I was in denial for about three months and then went travelling and then it really hit me, reality bit. And I didn't have dreams and visions. But you see, such was the healing and the restoration that happens between verse one and verse six, that He freed him for destiny. Some of you need a good dose of the presence of God. You need to lift up your eyes tonight 
and get, you need to shake off the disappointment. You need to shake off the last season. You need to shake off the barrenness. You need to stretch out your hand and begin to prophesy over your promised land. That's what you need to do. And you need to trust it as you lift up your eyes. He will do what He needs to do. He will put the coal on the mouth, on the heart. He will wash away the disappointment and He'll take you on a journey and you too will be freed for destiny. You see your response in lifting up your eyes, there are so many that are depending on you. And I don't say that to put a weight of heaviness on you. You know, if you stop in your tracks and you don't look up and you stay fixated and obsessed on the offence, the hurt, the whatever, right? There are so many that God wanted to free you to be the answer to. There are so many connected to your destiny. Isaiah, in my humble opinion, is the greatest prophet of the Old Testament. And what if he got stuck in grief? What if he got stuck in the barrenness of the King I love, the noble King, the King he loved, he was a good King. And also to the fear and threat of Assyria invading, and this is all gonna go to rubbish. Like what if he started prophesying doom? Some of you are prophesying doom over your dreams. Some of you are like, I'll never fall pregnant. You know, you're believing for fertility in marriage and I'll never get to do that thing. I just can't see that ever happening. I just can't see our church ever, you know. I just can't see this really happening for me. And it's like, you need to shut up. You really do because you're prophesying whether you mean to or not. You see, every word, that there's a power in words. Right? And something gets conceived when you speak. And so you need to take control of that and go, I am prophesying destiny over that thing. I am prophesying life over that thing. I'm prophesying life over my marriage. I'm prophesying life over my children, over my life group of four people. I'm prophesying we're gonna grow. They're gonna flourish here. There's gonna be salvations here over our church. Prophesy, there's people connected to it. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.